Part 7 Can I have everyone's attention for a second? The entire room looked at James, who was sweaty post-practice like the rest of them, and making his way to the center of the locker room with a shit-eating grin on his face. What the fuck? What did you do? Casey said, beginning to look around himself warily, as if something was going to spring out at him, and it was all James' fault. It wouldn't be the first time. Gap, what did you and Potts do this time? Logan asked. Sirius, however, shrugs. I don't know anything. Honest. Even Sirius laughed at how dishonest that sounded. I swear it on my goal streak, Sirius said, and Logan raised his eyebrows. Heavy stuff, Logan said. Excuse me, hi, hello? James waved his hands. This isn't a prank, he heaved a breath, although it might sound like one. I have an announcement. Remus had been very carefully avoiding looking at Sirius all day, but he did now. He wanted to see his face. Right then, he had stopped fiddling with the laces on his skate and looked up, brows lowered. No doubt he was wondering what James could possibly have to say that he didn't already know. Well? Casey asked. We're all looking at you, Potts. Right. James was staring at Sirius and nervously cracking his knuckles one by one. Remus couldn't help but smile a little bit. Even if James was telling the entire team, this message was for Sirius. Yep. Okay. James cleared his throat and spread his hands. Lily is pregnant. There was a beat of silence in the room. Someone made a high noise, someone else laughed, and someone else gasped. Remus couldn't stop watching Sirius's face. It remained completely still for a few moments, like his brain hadn't quite caught up to what he'd heard. Then his eyebrows raised, then a smile slowly spread across his face, and he stood dumbstruck. Holy shit, Sirius said, then laughed, breaking the silence. Holy shit! Then he was striding forward and gathering James in a tight hug. James, who was definitely looking like he was going to cry a little bit. Sirius snapped the rest of the room out of it, and they practically hollered. The team swarmed them, yelling about champagne and congratulations and a baby potter. Let's OP or she doesn't get your air, eh? Pascal grinned, looping an arm around James's shoulders. Felicitations, mon ami. James laughed a little wetly. <laughs> Thanks, Dumo. Any advice? Dumo smiled. Try not to spoil them. It's impossible. Kaner nodded solemnly from James's other side. It's true. When Justin was born, I thought it was bad, but wait until you have two. They're the cutest fucking things I've ever seen, and I can't say no. Casey snorted. Spoil him as much as you'd like. I'm still going to be their favorite uncle. Please. Logan scoffed. We all know Sirius is going to be the favorite uncle. Sirius laughed, arms crossed over his chest and looking at James fondly. I think any one of us would be guilty of being wrapped around the kid's finger. How far along is she? Leo asked. Almost five months. We'll be able to tell the gender when Lily goes to the doctor next. You kept this a secret from everyone for five months? Casey said. James! Well, it was Lily's call, and... James smiled. Not everyone. Sirius spluttered a little. Who knew? Remus felt his neck heat a little, even before all the eyes in the room followed James's to him. Loops? Casey laughed. Lupin, you traitor! Remus knew? Sirius said faintly, and then Remus couldn't help but look at him. Since this morning, he had been practically religious about sticking to his work, about keeping to himself. Last night, when he had finally gotten home from the party, he had laid in bed, mulling over what Sirius had said. 
what he had said. It'd be worth it. Too hard. And Sirius, Sirius wanted him? He'd wanted him for a long time? Remus couldn't look at Sirius, not knowing that. Not knowing that every time he'd looked at Sirius, Sirius had been looking back. Sirius wanted him. Remus had imagined that confession a million times over, but never once had it been like that. He'd never thought that it would hurt. The worst part was, he wasn't even mad at Sirius. Maybe he should be. If anything, Sirius had led him on, at least a little. But Remus understood. He understood that Sirius was lost, and all he could do now was hope he had given Sirius enough information to help him figure out what he wanted to do. Remus wanted to help, but he had to protect himself, too. He wouldn't be strung along. He wouldn't be an experiment. He wouldn't be an embarrassed late-night call. Sirius knew how he felt. Now he just had to figure out how he himself felt. And Remus would wait, but not for the wrong reasons, and not forever. They had a day off tomorrow, and it couldn't have been timed more perfectly. It wasn't often that Remus wanted to get away from hockey entirely, but right now, all he wanted to do was curl up on his couch and sleep, or catch up on the book he was reading. Hell, he wanted to watch endless hours of television. He was tired, bone-tired. It turned out that mutual confessions of feelings that led nowhere was even more exhausting than dismissals. He could still hear some of the guys celebrating and talking loudly about James and Lily from where he was in the kitchen. He was making himself a warm tea for the road when there was a cough from behind him. He turned to look over his shoulder and turned back around. He cleared his throat too and carefully lifted the tea bag out of his cup and into the garbage. Hi, he said to Sirius, back turned. Hi, Sirius said and then came to stand next to Remus at the counter. Remus could see him out of the corner of his eye. He was turned towards him completely. Please, look at me, Sirius said, voice dropped quiet. You haven't looked at me all day. Remus raised his eyebrows, staring down at his tea as he tried to muster the right response. He sighed finally and turned to face Sirius too, leaning his hip against the counter and crossing his arms. I don't exist to look at you, Sirius. If that's what you're missing, then you can move along and we can forget about our Halloween conversation entirely. Sirius's eyes widened and he all but tripped over himself to speak. No, no, he said a little loudly and looked around and dropped his voice again to match Remus's. Fuck, Remus, that's not what I meant at all. He leaned back a little. That's what you think of me? That I'm some jacked up jock looking for an ego boost? You fucking held me all night long, and then you told me you've liked me for you don't even know how long, and you were never planning on acting on it. Remus felt his expression morph into one of surprise. He hadn't even really known he wanted to say that all until he did. He didn't even know he had been angry about it at all. He hadn't thought he was angry to begin with. Sirius's expression matched his own. Remus turned back to the counter, taking a long breath. How do you want me to feel, Sirius? I can't just be buddy-buddy with you until you decide whether you can risk wanting me or not. It isn't just about me, Sirius began, but Remus cut him off. I know that, he snapped, then pressed his hands to his face, groaning. Fuck, I don't mean to yell at you about this. He dropped his hands and looked at Sirius again. I told you I understand, and I do. I just... This is... God, Sirius, you're standing right in front of me, and I want you too. Sirius made a soft noise and his hand curled around Remus's wrist. Re. 
Remus shook him off, swallowing hard and picking up his cup. Go be with your best friend. He's having a baby. The lion's crowd was littered with signs wishing Sirius a happy birthday. The rink guards had even let a few little kids and their signs come down to the glass for warm-ups and press them where Sirius could see them. Remus was watching Sirius smile happily as he tossed pucks over the glass for them to catch. He knew he probably had a wistful expression on his face, and there was a sure weight in his chest when Pascal skated over to the bench, stopping hard and leaning his forearms on the boards. I do, Mo, Remus said. Pascal only looked at him, head tilted. Then he spit out his mouth guard into his hand and nodded at Remus. You should come over for dinner tomorrow night, Remus. Me and the family, and Logan, of course, are throwing Sirius a little dinner party just for us French Canadians, for old time's sake. Remus raised his eyebrows. I'm not French Canadian. You basically are. Besides, I'm inviting you. Me, Logan, Sirius, Celeste, and the kids. Very casual. I know James is having him over tonight. The little shit took his actual birthday. But Sirius used to practically leave at my house. Remus laughed a little. You complain about billet housing, and yet you seem to have an awfully hard time letting your kids go. Pascal shoved his arm. He is all alone in that great big house of his. It's true, I'd shove him back in my basement with Logan if I could. Pascal smiled, but don't tell him that. Remus looked back to Sirius, who seemed to be communicating with a very young fan through waves and taps on the glass. He'll want you there, Pascal sing-songed. I don't know, Remus sighed. Pascal placed a glove on Remus's shoulder, pulling his attention back to him. His eyes were serious, but soft. I do, Pascal said, then shoved his mouth guard back in with a wink and skated away to start the game against the Hufflepuff Badgers. That was how Remus found himself knocking on the Dume's door at seven o'clock sharp the next evening. The door swung open to reveal Pascal with Katie on his hip. Remus, he grinned, right on time, as usual. Remus smiled, stepping inside and shaking some snow off his collar. It was early, but the weather forecast had told him there was going to be a severe storm tonight. He hung up his coat and slid out of his shoes at Pascal's direction. I do, Mo, he smiled, waving at Katie. I hope you guys have candles. Apparently there's going to be a huge blizzard tonight. Really? Pascal said absentmindedly, already turning back towards the warm kitchen. I hadn't noticed. Blizzard, Katie said, clapping her hands. Casey! Parfait, monsieur. Dumo kissed her cheek exaggeratedly, making her laugh. Exactement. They walked into the kitchen and Remus shivered as the warmth hit him. Remus! Pascal's wife, Celeste, greeted him with a kiss on each cheek and then pressed a glass of wine into his hand, which Remus took happily. Celeste smiled. We are so happy you could come. I am too. Thank you so much for... Remus? Remus turned around, lowering his wine from where he had been about to take a sip. Sirius and Logan were standing there at the top of the basement stairs. Sirius had stopped dead in the doorway and Logan was behind him, peeking beneath Sirius's arm. Sirius's eyes were wide. His chest squeezed and he smiled. Hi, Sirius. Tremsy? Logan waved, and when Sirius still didn't move, he rolled his eyes and shoved him, making him stumble a bit into the kitchen. Welcome to French court, Fruit Loop. Logan grinned, punching him lightly in the shoulder. He stepped around him and pressed a short kiss to Celeste's cheek. Where the food is the best, and there's little monsters to chase. 
Logan growled playfully at Mark and Katie, who shrieked and laughed, running away from him as he chased them around the kitchen island. Pascal's two slightly older children, Adele and Louis, looked like they were trying very hard to look unimpressed and like they were trying not to smile at the same time. The kids and Logan's socks were slipping on the floor, whatever was simmering on the stove smelled incredible, and Remus was filled with an unmistakable sense of home. He smiled briefly at Sirius again, who was still staring like he'd never seen Remus before, and turned back to the room. I can see why you can't get rid of Logan, he nodded at Celeste. Dinner does smell incredible. Are you here for dinner? Sirius had finally torn him away from the stairs and had come to stand next to Celeste. Celeste clucked her tongue, hitting Sirius lightly in the chest with her dish towel. Sirius, où sont tes manières? No, I... Sirius closed his mouth, flushing. I just didn't know you were coming. Oh? Remus looked over at Pascal, who was very busy stirring a pot on the stove. I thought... I think dinner is ready. Pascal clapped his hands and grinned. Adele, set the table. Louis, helped your mother bring out the food. Katie and Mark could do it for once. Adele grumbled, but hopped off her stool dutifully. Remus looked back to Sirius when there was a rustle, bringing everything to the table. He had poured himself a glass of wine of his own and fell into stride with Remus as they followed the others into the dining room. I'm sorry. It's fine. I thought Pascal would have told you, that's all. Remus took a sip of his drink, carefully not looking at Sirius. I was surprised as you to be invited. Remus. Remus stopped and turned at Sirius's hand on his arm. He looked up at him and tried his best to keep his face passive. A crease appeared between Sirius's eyebrows that Remus badly wanted to smooth out. I was surprised to see you, Sirius said, not unhappy to see you. Remus swallowed. Oh, well, good. Remus ended up between Sirius and Katie at dinner and sitting across from a very smiley Pascal who kept shooting him looks like he knew something Remus didn't. Once or twice, Remus tried to subtly ask him what the hell was up with his eyes, but Pascal always looked away with a soft laugh. The kids and Logan kept most of the conversation going and Sirius laughed and played along, but Remus could feel it every time Sirius's eyes fell his way. He was sure Sirius could feel the same whenever Remus looked at him. There was a tug on his shirt from his left and Remus looked down at Katie's large blue eyes. Je tu au hockey, she asked in her soft voice. Like my papa. Remus smiled but shook his head. I wish I'm not as cool as your papa. Finally, the praise I deserve, Pascal said and Celeste rolled her eyes, but she was smiling. I used to, though, Remus said to Katie. Did you? Pascal tilted his head. I didn't know that. Remus shrugged. It's, you know, I miss it, so I don't talk about it much. Jesus fudge! Logan sent an apologetic smile to Celeste, then looked back at Remus. You've got to play with us, bud. How did we not know this? He's already promised, Sirius said, raising a glass to his lips. All we have to do is win a cup. All three players knocked on the wood of the table at the same time. Remus rolled his eyes at the superstition. As soon as they knocked, the lights flickered out, making Adele squeak and throwing the table into semi-darkness. The moonlight reflected off the snow falling heavily outside, and the wind practically howled. Whoa, Logan said. Oh, a storm, Pascal said, sounding far too delighted. He threw his napkin down. I'll get the candles. You were right, Lupin, and you were right. On his way out, he bent to drop a kiss to Celeste's head. Well, the weatherman was right, really, Remus stuttered. 
Celeste scooted her chair back. Pascal will never know where the candles are. I'll be right back. She hesitated, then nodded to herself. Why don't we all go to the living room? We're all almost done anyway, and it'll be more comfortable there. I like the stove and bring coffee too, no? And dessert. The kids scrambled at the mention of dessert in the dark, giggling and begging Logan for a piggyback ride as they filed out of the dining room. He ended up groaning and laughing under the weight of the two smallest, clinging to his arms and neck. I didn't realize it was going to be a storm like this, Sirius said as he and Remus followed the others. Me neither. Remus glanced out the windows as they passed them. I was mostly joking when I asked Dumo about the candles. Guess the Xbox isn't working then. Remus couldn't help but laugh a little. No, I guess not. What? Sirius said, bumping their shoulders lightly. <laughs> you don't like Xbox? Remus stopped just in the door, out of view of the dimly lit living room. You aren't allowed to do that right now. For a moment, Remus was worried he was going to have to explain himself from the look on Sirius's face, but then Sirius stepped back. Sorry. I'm... I'm sorry. Remus sighed. You keep saying that. I know. Boys, go sit down. Celeste yelled from the dark kitchen, and they dutifully went. Can I drive you home tonight? And we can talk? Sirius murmured as they sat on the couch. He kept his eyes on Remus, even as Katie wiggled her way onto his lap. Remus opened his mouth, but then there was a flickering light from the corner of his eye. When he looked, Duma was there holding a chocolate, beautifully homemade cake. Celeste clapped her hands and Katie started off a rather off-key version of Happy Birthday, only made better by Adele's pretty voice. Sirius had to tear his eyes away from Remus then, and a smile broke out over his face despite himself. It was Remus's favorite smile, with dimples and completely unselfconscious. Gorgeous. He wondered if Sirius had ever been treated like this at his real home. The thought brought an ache to his chest. Guys, Sirius said, rubbing a hand over his cheek, which Remus noticed was more stubbly than usual. Merci. Thanks. Le gâteau, Katie said delightedly. Oui, Sirius said in his lovely, drawn-out way. Will you help me blow out the candles? What are you going to wish for? Adele said from where she was leaning forward in her chair. Remus smiled a little. She absolutely had a crush on Sirius. Don't we all? Remus wanted to say. Well, I can't tell you, Sirius hesitated. It won't come true. And I think I really need this one to come true. Sirius glanced at Remus again, then blew out the cake with Katie. They were eating and drinking coffee when everyone's phones started lighting up with severe storm warnings. Oh, would you look at that, Pascal said, holding his phone close to his face. Dangerous roads. Celeste hummed thoughtfully and went to the window. Oh, she said, pushing the curtain further aside. God, we can barely see. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. She turned back to them. Well, I don't know if I want you boys driving in the dark like this, especially after all the wine, the food. Remus looked down at his wine glass. He had been drinking freely because he had thought he was going to take a cab back. He wasn't sure the cab service would even be running now. You both should stay here, Celeste said, coming back to the table and picking up her cake again. Just to be safe, the snowplows will come in the morning. The worst that could happen is practice being delayed a little. We have a guest room, if you don't mind sharing. Remus felt Sirius look at him and was a little grateful. Sirius was giving him the opportunity to turn it down. 
but the roads did look bad. He would never forgive himself if he made serious drive in this weather, and he got hurt somehow. That would be wonderful, Remus sent Celeste a small smile. I don't mind if Sirius doesn't. No, Sirius said quickly, then cleared his throat. I mean, no, I don't mind. At all. It's fine. Are we having a sleepover? Katie said, relaxing back into Sirius's chest and tapping his wrist for a bite of his cake. Captain Loops are having a sleepover, mon cher, Logan said, then stretched out his foot to nudge her feet until she laughed. You and me can have a sleepover, how's that? He looked at Remus and raised a shoulder. I'm just saying, because she really will climb into your bed if you say yes. Hmm, Jamsy. Katie sighed happily. Celeste laughed. <laughs> she really will. I speak from experience. Anyway, finish your cake and coffee and I'll make up the bed for you. We can do that. Remus took a bite of cake. <laughs> speak for yourself, Fruit Loop, Pascal laughed. I've never met a hockey player below 25 who can make a bed for himself. I can make a bed, Sirius protested. We'll see, won't we? Pascal raised his eyebrows and took a large final bite of cake, grinning through it obnoxiously and making his kids laugh. Celeste rolled her eyes fondly. Stop teasing the boy, Pascal. She waved towards their food. Eat up, or I'll have children begging for leftover cake for the next week. Remus didn't know how the Dumais had so many extra toothbrushes laying around, but he was glad for them, and for Logan throwing extra t-shirts at them both to sleep in. You'll have to suffer through two-day underwear, he had laughed. As if you've never done that before. It was busy with the warm sounds of the kids getting ready for bed and yelling for Celeste, needing this or that. Remus felt relaxed by the lull of it, the presence of so many others in the house. He wondered if Sirius felt the same, if he also felt like he had too much room to know what to do with that home. He was relaxed until Sirius closed the door behind them after wishing the family good night, Pascal giving them both exaggerated and smacking kisses to the cheeks, and they were alone and quiet. Remus rubbed his hands nervously on his jeans before deciding to go over and pick up the shirt Logan had lent him. It was too big, but it would be comfortable to sleep in. It had Logan's name and number on the back and the lion's logo on the front. Remus looked at the tremblay that spread between the shoulders and suddenly pictured a different name there. A different number. Black. Twelve. Uh, do you want the bathroom first? Sirius's voice cut into his thoughts and Remus turned abruptly. Oh. He held the shirt against his chest as if Sirius could see the evidence of his thoughts on it. No, go ahead. Sirius nodded and retreated to brush his teeth. Remus expected him to close the door, but instead he came wandering back out a second later, toothbrush in his mouth. He held it between his teeth by the bed, and Remus watched with raised eyebrows as he struggled to take his shirt off around it. When he succeeded and pulled a plain grey t-shirt over his head with minimal dripping of the toothpaste, he noticed Remus's gaze. Qua, Sirius said. Remus kept his eyes firmly towards Sirius's face and shook his head. Nothing, just a funny order of operations you've got going on there. Sirius looked down at his shirt, then at Remus, and shrugged, going back to brushing. Remus tugged off his own shirt to change. Sirius made a noise that was a sort of high-pitched hum, and Remus looked at him again. What? he asked. Whatever Sirius responded with was garbled by toothpaste and he disappeared into the bathroom. The back of his neck looked a little pink. Remus let out a breath. He wasn't going to survive the night. 
He figured he could brush his teeth too if Sirius wasn't closing the door, and he picked up Logan's shirt and tugged it over his head as he walked. He blinked against the bright light of the bathroom and stopped at the left sink. Sirius was running water over his face, and when he reached for the washcloth, he missed by a few inches. Remus pressed it into his hand, and Sirius blinked water out of his eyes. Thanks, Sirius said. Remus nodded, putting toothpaste on his toothbrush. Yeah. Sirius straightened. Logan gave you that shirt? Remus looked at him in the mirror. Sirius's question sounded like he was appalled by the notion. It made something in Remus's chest squeeze. Yeah, he probably just picked up two from the floor. Remus leaned down and spit, running the water. I'd guess we're wearing weak old laundry right now. Then he couldn't help adding, why? He watched in the mirror as Sirius's eyes ran over his back, over Logan's name and number. Sirius's nostrils flared a little as he took a large breath. I don't know, Sirius finally said, then turned and went back into the bedroom. Sirius was already in bed, on the right side, when Remus came. Sirius had drawn the covers back and was on his phone, one knee bent and raised out of the sheets. Remus collapsed on the left and doodled around on his own phone for a while. It was nice. Sitting beside someone, even if they were completely quiet, Remus liked the company, the weight in the bed. It felt like something he wouldn't mind getting used to. The wind howled outside, and they both jumped when they heard what sounded like tree branches brush against the window. Jesus, Remus said, wonder what the world's gonna look like tomorrow. Yeah. Sirius clicked off his phone. Remus was going to remind him to silence it before they slept. That sounds pretty rough. Mind if I... When he trailed off, Remus looked to see his hand hovering by the light. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Remus turned his phone off too. He was doing fine on battery, but he would need to borrow a charger over breakfast. The light flicked off and they were left with the wind and the dark. They'd closed the shades and Remus could barely see his own hands. Remus listened to Sirius breathing for a moment, wondering if he was just going to fall asleep. That would be fine, probably better, really, but a small part of Remus had hoped that, maybe. James asked me to be the godfather, Sirius said suddenly into the dark. Remus couldn't help but turn to look at him, even if they couldn't see each other. Sirius, that's amazing. Sirius made a soft noise of acknowledgement, then fell silent for a few moments again. Remus let him think. How does he know? Sirius whispered. Know what? Sirius let out a breath. Nothing. Sorry, nothing. I just had to tell someone. I've been... God. I've just been thinking about it ever since he asked, and I'm so happy I am. I just... It's a daunting thought for anyone, Remus said softly. Right. Yeah, it is. I... Remus swallowed. I get why it would be, especially so for you, but being scared doesn't mean you're the wrong choice. It means you're the right choice. Sirius laughed softly. You always know what to say to me, don't you? Remus let out a laugh of his own. No, no, I really don't. They fell into silence again, staring up in the dark. Remus tried to close his eyes, but all that turned into was listening to Sirius's breathing and remembering that morning when he had woken up in Sirius's arms. Sirius's hand in his hair and his breath against his neck. Now that he knew that, even then, Sirius had wanted him, it made it all hurt even more. Were you pretending to be asleep? Remus asked quietly. Now? No. Remus sunk back into the pillow. 
The day you slept in my hotel room, after we lost to the rangers, we woke up and we were together. Oh, Sirius said. Remus heard him take a breath. Well, I... I didn't think I'd get another chance again. I'm sorry if that's weird. Remus closed his eyes. No, I just... I don't know. I, I shouldn't have asked. Remus kept his eyes closed, took a breath, and said, I was pretending to... Sirius groaned a little. Remus. There was a rustling as Sirius turned on his side. Remus turned towards him and he could just make out Sirius's features as his eyes adjusted to the darkness. Sirius was shadows and silver outlines fuzzy with the quiet in the room. Remus mirrored Sirius's position. Their hands were tucked between them and Remus inched his head closer to Sirius's on his pillow. This is probably the last thing you want to be doing right now, Sirius breathed. I'm sorry. Miss shook his head. It's more like it's the last thing I should be doing, but it couldn't be closer to what I want. Remus paused at Sirius's sharp intake of breath. I already told you that. Sirius's eyes moved down to their hands and they rested on Remus's open palm, soft on the mattress between them. I wished for something when Dumo brought the cake out. Sirius looked back at Remus. I've wished for the same thing almost every year of my life, but this year was different. Remus could feel his heart in his fingertips. Oh, I used to wish that, that, that I could be different. Or maybe that I would stop being different, I guess. Remus raised his head off the pillow a little, heart pulling. Sirius. Sirius shook his head and pressed his cheek farther into his pillow. I wished every chance that I had that I could just stop wanting. Stop wanting what everyone around me was implying that I couldn't have. Stop wanting what I knew I couldn't want. Remus let out a breath. It made sense now how cold Sirius had been in the beginning. He'd been beaten down. He'd beaten himself down. And he'd been beating himself down for his entire life. I didn't wish for that tonight, Sirius whispered. When he looked at Remus again, his eyes were shining in the dimness. He reached forwards and pressed his palm over Remus's, slowly sliding their fingers together. Remus, I didn't wish for that tonight. I couldn't. I was wrong. Remus squeezed his hand, pulling it against his chest. He couldn't help it. He needed Sirius to know he was there. He hoped Sirius could feel how hard his heart was beating in his chest. Wrong? Remus asked. Sirius blinked, eyes steady. He looked crumbled, but beautiful, like a ruined cathedral that was now open to the sky. I don't want it to stop. I know the risks, but, God, Remus, when I look at you, how could I wish for anything else? Sirius, Remus breathed. God, Sirius. Sirius pushed himself up then, just enough to bend over Remus in the dark, their hands still locked between them, resting on Remus's chest. Remus wound his fingers in Sirius's hair and pulled him down, their noses brushing. Sirius groaned, Please don't let me trap you. Please, Remus, you have to be sure. I can't, I can't offer you anything except behind closed doors. Not right now, at least. Not yet. I know, Remus hushed, fingers stroking the nape of his neck. I told you, I already told you, and you have to listen to me, okay? Listen. Remus released Sirius's hand and cupped his jaw, thumb stroking over his bottom lip, and then his temple, his cheek. 
You are worth it, Sirius. You're kind and good, and I want to be with you, even if it's only when we're alone. I'll know, for the entire day, when we can't do anything more than glance and smile at each other, I'll know what each look means. Sirius dropped their foreheads together, his lips pressing just beside Remus's mouth with a soft sound. Remus closed his eyes, entire body feeling coiled with tension, waiting, wanting. I don't know how many times you've heard that you're not good enough, Remus whispered against Sirius's skin, but I'm going to make you forget each one. Sirius shuddered. Remus felt it as Sirius let his chest rest against his, pressing them together. Re. Sirius had barely breathed out, and then Remus pulled their mouths together and kissed him. Sirius groaned into it, and Remus heard himself do the same as Sirius's fingers found his hip and cheek, keeping him steady while Sirius angled his head down to deepen the kiss, running his tongue along Remus's lip. Remus pressed up and against him, hands smoothing from his neck to his waist, rather shameless about feeling each rise and fall of his body along the way. Each stroke seemed to make Sirius kiss him harder, more frantically, like he was making up for lost time. Fuck, Sirius murmured as he kissed down Remus's jaw, pausing at the place where it met his neck. Sirius slotted his thigh between Remus's and Remus gasped. Sirius was a hard, hot line against his hip and he was relentless in the pressure he was applying in warm rolls against Remus's quickly filling dick. Remus let out a sigh at the feeling, pressing his arms to Sirius's upper back and feeling the muscles move beneath his skin as Sirius worked himself against Remus's body. Oh god, Remus panted. Oh god, we can't have sex in Dumo's guest bedroom. We can if we're quiet. Sirius kissed Remus again. Je vais garder ta bouche occupée. Remus groaned. I can't fucking translate French right now. Sirius laughed softly. I can keep your mouth busy. Then he kept kissing him, slow and dirty. Remus couldn't help but mirror his smile and tucked his fingers back into Sirius's dark hair. He pushed up into Sirius's mouth, then broke to kiss along his cheek slowly, savoring the scratch of his stubble against his lips. Sirius hummed happily and settled back down against Remus's chest, nose along Remus's neck. He was too tall for their current position, and Remus lifted his head a little to see his bare feet dangling a little off the end of the bed. He laughed, but simply wrapped his arms around Sirius's broader shoulders and pressed his nose into the hair that curled above Sirius's ear. You're not a lion, you're a cub, an oversized cub. Somehow I always knew. Sirius mumbled something and smacked Remus's hip lightly before pressing a kiss into his neck. Okay, Sirius said with another kiss, then pushed himself up onto his forearms. He looked down at Remus. Remus tilted his head, fingers still threading gently through Sirius's hair. Okay? A small, disbelieving smile appeared on Sirius's face, and he leaned down for a much softer, shorter kiss. We can't have sex in Dumo's guest bedroom, you're right, but I can hold you without pretending to be asleep now, eh? Remus nodded. He thought there might be nothing left in his chest but his heart now. Oui, he replied softly. Sirius rolled away, pulling Remus with him until he was tucked beneath Sirius's chin, ankles hooked around each other. Remus wouldn't have thought he'd be able to sleep. But when he closed his eyes, and with Sirius's heart beneath his ear, he found that he had never felt more calm. Je suis content, Sirius whispered with a kiss to Remus's forehead. 
Remus smiled and tilted his chin up for a kiss that felt like the most natural and practiced thing in the world. I'm happy too, 